Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land, we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. The price for this freedom at times has been high, but we have never been unwilling to pay that price. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. Each one of those markers is a monument to the kind of hero I spoke of earlier. Their lives ended in places called Bellow Wood, the Argonne, Omaha Beach, Salerno, and halfway around the world on Guadalcanal, Tarawa, Porkchop Hill, the Chosin Reservoir, and in a hundred rice paddies and jungles of a place called Vietnam. Under one such marker lies a young man, Martin Treptow, who left his job in a small town barber shop in 1917 to go to France with the famed Rainbow Division. There on the Western Front, he was killed trying to carry a message between battalions under heavy artillery fire. We're told that on his body was found a diary. On the flyleaf, under the heading, My Pledge, he had written these words. America must win this war. Therefore, I will work, I will save, I will sacrifice, I will endure. I will fight cheerfully and do my utmost as if the issue of the whole struggle depended on me alone. We must realize that no arsenal or no weapon in the arsenals of the world is so formidable as the will and moral courage of free men and women. It is a weapon our adversaries in today's world do not have. It is a weapon that we as Americans do have. Let that be understood by those who practice terrorism and prey upon their neighbors. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. That's Vince Tagliavia. This is the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. Live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy of communism coming to the America 
coming to the rest of the world, infiltrating our education systems, our political systems, our financial systems, and our everyday life, destabilizing our social, our cultural systems, and changing the landscape of our whole country beyond anything that is recognizable by the time of Ronald Reagan. And if you're like me, that was a hard one to listen to. That's a, that one that gets y'all teary eyed, man. Like you just want to, you just want to like, you want to grab your gun and cry and mm-hmm. scream America at the top of your lungs, you know, like, oh, I want to shoot something. It makes you think about the state of our country in the future. Well, you know, that's the beautiful thing is tonight's episode is America the Beautiful. And, you know, America isn't defined by its politicians. It's not defined by what it does overseas, but instead by the the content, the character, the integrity of its people. And, you know, I think that when I look around the United States of America, when I talk to amazing human beings all the time, whether it's on our platforms or in our chats or, uh, you know, meeting people in real life and going to these mm-hmm. events, you know, I see beauty in America. I see integrity in America. I see I see people with a drive and a will to succeed, to thrive and survive. I see people that will do anything to protect their, their family, anything to protect your family, people they don't even know to protect the innocent. I will see people that will give the shirt off of their own back yeah, just to help someone out who's in need. And see, that's what America really is. And I think that that's what we need to be reminded of from time to time, because, you know, we, we get this glimmer and glamour of what people uh, perceive America to be. I mean, you know, I'm not going to lie. We're hated in a lot of different places overseas. Sure. But are we really that hated or people just envious of the type of lifestyle that we have here? Yeah, or um, misinformed or brainwashed. Oh, and there you go. A lot of it's misinformed and brainwashed. And don't get me wrong. There are parts of our country that are struggling. And this comes about through social subversion. Um, you know, there's a great clip of uh, Yuri Besmanov of an interview that he did. I'm going to play this. And oh. I want people to understand why America is what it is today. And why the rest of the world has the perspective that they do on America today. Let's listen to this. Fully understand. When uh, the Soviets use the phrase ideological subversion, what do they mean by it? Ideological subversion is, is the slow process, which we call either ideological subversion or active measures, active мероприятия in the language of the KGB, or psychological warfare. What it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interests of defending themselves, their families, their community and their country. It's a great brainwashing uh, process which goes very slow and it's divided in, in four basic stages. Uh, the first one being demoralization. There you go. Demoralization, destabilization, crisis normalization. And so these are the aspects of the psychological warfare, right, that have been waged on people. So I, I will read this for you. 
Uh, 15 to 20 years is needed for, for demolarization. That is the amount of time required to educate a generation. Helping along the way are the media and the teachers who have become sympathetic consciously or unconsciously to the theoretical causes of the subverting nation. Bezanoff claims that the USSR was surprised at how easy this phase was in the United States of America. Destabilization. Um, following the early stages, this is the stage where basically color revolutions begin uprising. Social change comes about through various different ideological concerns, global warming, race, gender, sex, these types of things. Uh, crisis, perhaps six weeks of chaos as a climatic turning point. What did we have? The fall of Min uh, Minneapolis. We had the George Floyd riots. We have right now the anti-Israel riots that are occurring, occurring. And then normalization. This stage changes the appreciation of what the status quo looks like. Bezanov's description of this also includes a military takeover. Now imagine as we progress further and further with what is happening, what I call social and cultural destabilization, what I call the firestorm event, is yeah. this becomes normal. It becomes normalized to the point where military intervention has to happen. And that's not the type of military intervention that we want or we've talked about. Okay? No. And they're setting the stage for this type of stuff right now. And so what is what what really happened here? Well, it looks like what happened is that McCarthy in the 1950s, who was screaming that the Soviets and the commies had infiltrated the United States of America, wasn't too far off, that he was absolutely right. Uh, you know, it was interesting. Everybody was watching movie night last night. Mm -hmm. And so um, kind of for everybody out there, if you don't know what movie night is, Sunday nights, we do movie night on the social red pill. We open up a Zoom channel and we watch a movie together. Um, and last night, I think it was Oppenheimer. And there's a yeah. scene where they're in um, Oppenheimer comes in and he's talking to this military officer at a desk. And the guy was like a German. And I'm like, right there. Like, <laughs> that's exactly it. Like, they're telling you something directly from Hollywood, right? Oh, yeah. So we have to understand is that there was a massive infiltration in our country in the 1940s and the 1950s when McCarthy was coming out. I think he was really hiding the guise of, of the Nazis as communism. I think that's what he was doing. He was on the, uh, the armed forces appropriations committee. McCarthy was a Marine. This guy was a patriot and he died under very, very mysterious conditions of radical uh, liver cancer when he was claimed to be an alcoholic when he wasn't an alcoholic. He had been sober for over a decade. So, you know, people have warned us along the way. Another person that warned us along the way, th this is an interesting one. And I miss Peter Jennings. Um, I think that's Peter Jennings. Who is this guy? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's who this is. Uh, I think that's who he is but he went out with a bang if you remember a few years back when he came out and had his great speech but this is him talking about carl sagan L listen to this listen to this warning as the noted astrophysicist Ron Popeil would say, but wait, there's more. Carl Sagan could not have predicted 2021, but he did see it coming. He wrote the following back in 1995, and we quote, I have a foreboding of an America in my children's or grandchildren's time when the United States is a service and information economy, when nearly all the manufacturing industries have slipped away to other countries, when awesome technological powers are in the hands 
hands of a very few, and no one representing the public interest can even grasp the issues. When the people have lost the ability to set their own agendas or knowledgeably question those in authority, when clutching our crystals and nervously consulting our horoscopes, our critical faculties in decline, unable to distinguish between what feels good and what's true, we slide almost without noticing back into superstition and darkness. The dumbing down of America is most evident in the slow decay of substantive content in the enormously influential media. The 30-second sound bites now down to 10 seconds or less. Lowest common denominator programming, credulous presentations on pseudoscience and superstition, but especially a kind of celebration of ignorance. Roll that around for a while. Those were among his final published words. That was Carl Sagan telling you. Wow. That's something. But here's the thing is we've been warned. We've been systematically warned. And, you know, I've been screaming this message since, like, before I went into the military. But that yeah. was, was conspiracy theory. But now <laughs> it's like, you know, all of us who were putting out conspiracy theories in the 90s and the early 2000s and such. We were called kooks and crazies. Oh, people yeah. didn't want to talk to us. We'd go to parties and people like, no politics, don't talk to Josh. He's right. going to talk your ear off about conspiracies and aliens and all this stuff. Now yeah. that's a freaking reality and that's what people want to talk about because people finally woke up. People are finally awakening to the truth of the matter that you've all been lied to. That it's been one big joke against you. It's been one big game and you weren't yeah. invited. You know, it's tricky to kind of having a an inkling or having a feeling about the future that is aligned with that warning there. You know, and it's you can't be 100% sure in your head. You might be like, wow, I really feel strongly about this or, you know, it's a high chance. But who really knows 100% certainty with the, what's going to happen in the future, right? But I had some of the same predictions as well but knowing what we did now let's say we were able to go back in time it's even hard still even still let's say we could go back in time and try to fix things josh you and me what the hell are we going to do what would we do because it's such a monumental task especially when it's viewed as a conspiracy or something along those lines what do you do you know what i mean well here's the thing it's is you don't do anything there's nothing you can do and see i i think that that is the the problem with all of this is um, th there's a great word out there. It's a German word. Do you know what word I'm going to talk about here? Wiener schnitzel? No. Wiener schnitzel. It's a Wiener schnitzel. No idea. No, I'm talking but about there's a some word. Good German words out there. It's a German word. In philosophy, it means the invisible agent force or daemon dominating the characteristic of a given epoch of world history. It's called zeitgeist. Ah, there you go. Okay. Yeah. This is one of my favorite words because just listen to it. It's an invisible agent, a force, a daemon dominating the characteristic of a given epoch in world history. So in other words, it's a dominant archetype that takes over within the unfolding of society, of a culture, of history, right? And, and you got to wonder, like with all the talks that we've done with Laura Lee and all of the other guests that we've ever had on this show, yes. doesn't it make sense that there is this like psychological 
dominating figure that takes part in this collective kind of consciousness. Because, you know, whether people want to say, well, we don't have a collective consciousness, that, I, I think we do. And, and the reason I'll, I'll say that is because what the hell is culture? Culture is that collective norm that we all hold and keep together, that we, we build into, that we, we keep sacred to ourselves, right? And so we, we have this that builds up over time. And eventually what happens is that it, it gets corrupted. It gets corroded. It gets old. It starts to grow rust. And, and if we don't clean it out every once in a while, mm. then it'll basically eat away and kill us all. And see, what we're seeing right now is the indications that it's filthy, it's dirty, it's rotten, that it needs to be cleaned out. And, and this builds up, I think, slowly over time. This is why when we talked about Friday night, we talked about the fourth turning. We talked about um, uh, how, how in Strauss's book, Generations, we talked about the cyclic nature of time, at least in the aspect of human consciousness in the human psyche. And I think that this is why that happened specifically is because you get three generations in and the melding of those three generations zeitgeist, the, the, the 20 to 40 year period that has basically cultivated those generational norms have yeah. now been attributed to this newer generation that is coming up. And it's either going to be a very, very hard life or a very, very easy life. And it's a very, very easy life. This means that when those other generations begin dying off and being removed from society, society begins to crumble. The base foundation begins to get lost and the new generations coming up don't know how to sustain and support and rebuild it. And therefore everything has to fall down. And it's not just happening on a societal structure level. It's also happening on a psychological psyche level internal to us inside of our own minds, our, our bodies and within inside our communal aspects and our societal aspects and our family. I mean, think about this back in, back in the early 1900s, most kids didn't even go to school. Going to school was like a privilege you had if your town had one. And usually if your town had one, you would walk 10 miles just to get there. And you would be in class with a four-year-old to an 18-year-old. Okay? But guess what? They were highly more intelligent at that point in time. Why? Because school was a privilege. School was something that you looked forward to learn because you would have the ability to skyrocket above everybody else in the sense of education. Most kids during those times, they were raised by their grandparents, their great aunts, their great uncles, because you had communal homes. You had families that lived on property and, you know, they live on an acre or two acres and you had five or six houses and grandma and grandpa would live there and aunts and uncles would live over there and everybody, yeah. all your cousins are all together. You'd have this communal nature of family and that degraded slowly over time through the roaring twenties when the bankers came in with the federal reserve, took all the money and stole it all back. What they did is they went out there, they had free interest, free money. The federal reserve said, Hey, small banks, here you go. Take all this money. And the banks are like, we don't need it. <laughs> people, people don't need to borrow money. They're like, well, no, no, grow your houses, grow your farms, grow your businesses. They're like, okay. They're like, Hey, farmers, free money. The farmers are like, what do I have to do? Just sign this paper. And they signed a collateralized loan. And in 1929, the federal reserve and all those big fat robber barons called in those loans and nobody had the money to pay it back because they spent all that free cheap money and they took all that collateral one of the largest wealth transferences in human history between 1929 and 1933 happened for humanity on planet earth to the central banking systems 
the United States, this was paramount. Families that had land in their um, in their families for 100 years plus lost all, everything overnight because of what happened there. Okay, and that started to degrade the home structure. People had to go out there, start moving outside of town, started moving towards the city, and then you have to enter in the Rockefeller education system. The Rockefeller education system comes in there. I just want obedient workers, right? This is oh, yeah. Ford and Rockefeller. They bring in the education system to take over the medical system. All of this, I believe, was systematically planned, but with small global events of knowing these larger cycles, they were able to bring these things about. So you get all of this stuff that begins to happen, and now you have the degradation of society slowly over time, but you confuse them and disorient them by pumping wealth into the system and giving certain people the opportunity and then feeding other people a little bit of money here with some 2% raises each year with lower inflation. 1973, that all curtailed when the gold standard went away. We left the Bretton Woods Agreement, and inflation skyrocketed. That happened all the way up till 1984. The 70s were a shitty time economically for American citizens. And guess what? That's when people started coming up and saying, it's a conspiracy. They killed Kennedy. They're coming after yeah. us. They've taken over our country. And the CIA comes out of there. We got to label these people conspiracy theorists and start disinformation campaigns out of them. Let's start something known as Operation Mockingbird and take over the media and start controlling their minds through the information that we flow towards them. Then mm -hmm. the 1980s come in. Paul Volcker comes in under Reagan. They raise the interest rates to 19%. Inflation comes down, the economy kicks back, you have Reaganomics that kicks in, everything's good. You have eight years of barely any wars, you had a few little skirmishes here and there. The 80s, everything rises up before the, besides 1984 and 86, where you have the stock and market crashes. And then George Bush comes in and screws everything up. They didn't like the job that he did. They got rid of him through Bill Clinton in there. Economically, we do really well, and that really was a result of Reaganomics. But Bill Clinton comes in and he dismantles our complete military and does NAFTA and GATT and starts sending all the jobs overseas. Well, what did that do? That created the crises that we saw in the early 2000s to 2008 that led into the banking collapse. But how did they disorient you and feed you bullshit? Well, you had the dot-com rush. The internet was coming out. Information was now freely and available and anybody can be an entrepreneur and you can go out there in the stock market and get a thousand percent increase on your returns. And so each... And every single one of these great plights and falls, great plights and falls and points of chaos, this is exactly what you see, is the disorientation and chaos by something new and shiny that they throw in there to say, hey, there's opportunity. Look, there's plenty of opportunity. It's wild, wild west over here. And at the same time, they're dismantling the old system and taking everything that you ever had. And that's where we're at today. And what is that shiny new system, Vince? The shiny new system? I don't know, but I just think about all the money they're pumping into the system. They gave away stimuluses and stuff. I don't know. What's mm -hmm. this new system? Well, the new system is cryptocurrency, is it not? Sure. The new system is cryptocurrency, Vince. Let, let's see if I can find that video. I, I, I got it here somewhere. I got, I'm sure I got it here somewhere. I'm sure. up oh, there it is. There we go. Man, I... You know, you know what I've been doing is I, I, I sometimes, you know, when you're on the pooper and stuff like that, you'll watch TikTok. And so I don't. I, I started saving them. 
you don't yeah no i don't you, you start saving them and now now we're just bringing that in as content check this out <laughs> if you haven't seen this clip of the ceo of blackrock telling us what he believes the next generation of the markets is going to be then you're going to want to watch this and make sure you watch till the end as i don't think people realize the transition has already started and if you're not paying attention you could miss a huge opportunity this technology is going to be very important i am i you know look at it we have been part of the huge revolution in investing through ETFs. We believe that ETFs will be changing the whole way we invest. Many people still use it as a means, well, people are investing it for indexing. No, the majority of people who are putting money in an index, in an ETFs are active investors that are buying exposure. The entire bond market is being transformed as we talk right now. I believe the next generation for markets, the next generation for securities will be will be tokenization of securities. And here's where things get crazy as I show you proof the next generation of markets is already here. The first being earlier this year, we saw JP Morgan stating they want to put Wall Street on the blockchain. And then just a couple months later, we see them debuting and announcing the launch of tokenized BlackRock shares. Another perfect example being earlier this year, HSBC estimated that there'll be trillions of dollars worth of assets tokenized by 2030. And then just a month ago, they announced they're going to be launching a platform that will tokenize gold for institutions. And finally, we're now even seeing governments give the green light to the markets to begin tokenizing. The point of all this being, do not miss the opportunity with the tokenization sector because the transition's already started. There you have it. Vince, were you sleeping? No, Vince, I was Vince was taking a nap this. over there. No, 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 no. I was watching. <laughs> I think uh, you do some great producing on your uh, porcelain chair. But this is, uh, I don't think this is good necessarily. I think it's an opportunity to make That's money for I'm a lot of people. You. But I think this is a horrible idea. Just like putting crypto into etfs was a terrible idea or not etfs um to be able to trade options on crypto was a horrible idea and this kind of thing i think it's just a big scam i mean how are you going to be guaranteed that your token for gold is backed up by physical gold well so okay maybe there's a way but so here's a few things how many scams are there going to be i've been doing the crypto mastermind for god three years now okay yeah the people I, the people that are in my crypto mastermind now there's, there's a good group of them, okay? I, I'm not going to give names or anything like that. With this last crypto boom that we've had, and they're listening, they've made some really good money, okay? Why? Because they got in early. We discussed it. We knew it was happening. We saw the trends. They're taking profits. And I mean, I, I guarantee you some of them are taking like massive, okay? Like, but that's the power of getting in early and understanding what the technology is, okay? And if you are interested in cryptocurrency, I want to throw this out there. Next Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern time, um, I will be hosting a free introduction to cryptocurrency on the socialredpill.com. So socialredpill.com, um, you can will i'll post it again in the events tab. It'll be posted up there. You'll see it. Introduction to cryptocurrency. You should get into cryptocurrency why because that is what tokenization really is is they're moving everything to the blockchain and the way this will revolutionize the world is massive but the way that it'll also control the world of commerce is massive the way it'll control yes. people is massive and you have to understand yeah. that there's a difference between centralized versus 
decentralized. We are advocates of decentralization, of decentralizing the monetary systems, of decentralizing the supply chain, all this stuff, and, and information and content. They want to centralize everything. And so what Larry Fink is talking about there is by 2030, the entire stock market will be tokenized. When you buy a stock, you will receive an NFT in a crypto wallet. Okay. And, yeah, and something like honestly, that. that's a good thing. I'd rather have that level of control over it than have E-Trade holding on to it and then go out of business and not me not being able to get anything. People don't know is for Forex traders, foreign currency exchange traders back in 2000, what is it, 14, when we had Brexit. If you shorted the pound during that time, or if you shorted the euro during that time and you dropped and you probably made millions of dollars, they didn't pay you. They closed your account and shut down the Forex markets, okay? And people never got paid for any of that stuff, okay? Where in the sense if that happened on a crypto market, there's no way to steal it from you because that would be all programmed into where it's automatically in your account as it happens. Yeah, but if they have that's the keys, market. if they have the keys to edit the well, back that's why end you, or whatever. That's why you don't give custodianship. You you right. retain custodianship. But what they're going to move for from a centralized point of view is they're going to move towards non-custodial. As in, they're the ones who hold it. And they will be the holders of all these digital assets. That comes with a great deal of responsibility. But at the same time, that gives them the power and the authority. And that's what we need to stray away from. And if you want to learn more about that stuff, I'm telling you, the Crypto Mastermind course that we have on the Social Red Pill will teach you all of this stuff. But I wanted to show people this is the new shiny thing that they're putting out in front of you. Why? Because the old system is currently being dismantled. The old system is being dragged down. And along with the dragging down and the destruction of the old system, they remove the foundation of the societal and the cultural attributes to that foundation, which built it up in the first place. And so they pulled that out from underneath. And now they're building a whole new infrastructure with that within younger generation. This is what Besmanov was talking about. This is what everybody has been warning us about, is that during these transitional shifts in history, basically the 40 to 80 year periods, there is the ability to shift consciousness, to shift the psyche of mankind, the zeitgeist, towards whatever they want to shift it to. Because it's going to shift anyway, but it's usually done naturally to kind of where it's a cleansing mechanism for society and for humanity. But they are, they are producing the manufactured chaos to basically bring about the order out of chaos on the other side. To where if they know that if they produce moments of chaos throughout this whole cycle and they begin building the infrastructure of the new system during those points of chaos, when the chaos comes to a pinnacle or to a precipice moment and everything begins to cascade and collapse, they are the ones on the other end with the system all ready to go as the saviors for humanity where it's just plug and play, everybody rock and roll. Hey, here's $100,000 of free money in this new currency system. We know you've been broke, but join our system. And we're also going to give you universal basic income. You'll get $1,000 a month just for signing up for this. And you're going to enter into that system and you're going to end up like that cartoon character in that one movie where you're in a freaking quarantine camp and you're getting bug meat every week. 
you're uh, and people are shooting themselves because they're fucking going crazy and separated from the rest of humanity. Because at the end of the day, what they really want to do is they want all the land, they want all the control of the resources, they want to depopulate the planet, they want to stick people in the 15 minute cities and control everything from their daily lives to everything that they think they do. They say they want minority report policing of people out there. And if you step out of line, if you say anything, you'll just disappear. And he just must have went out the nature outside of the 15 minute city and he's not safe anymore, but really you're buried deep in the ocean. That's what the system that they want. That's a totalitarian regime that is being created right now. And we must fucking resist. We must fight it. We must stop it at all points that we can. Don't comply. Yeah, I see it happening. I mean, isn't it curious that all these banks are closing, buildings are being abandoned and all this, and you'd think that the main priority for a bank would be we need to open more branches, we need to get more business and all this. You don't see that happening, but you see banks closing or converting over to like these weird banks where they don't have tellers and stuff. It's Mm -hmm. all kind of digital already. You saw these whole entire New York Stock Exchange go digital in the last few years during COVID as well they don't do any paper anymore it's all completely digital probably in preparation for this they are laying the framework for these things and i think it is going to go in that direction absolutely hopefully maintain control yeah it's absolutely going that way it's absolutely if we don't do something it is going to come crashing down on us like something we've never expected before in our lives um i had an you were just mentioning something about banks. I thought I had it pulled up, but I guess I didn't. But didn't we have an article pertaining to that? Yeah. Uh, 64 U.S. bank branches filed to shut down. There it is. Right there. 64, week. 64 U, small U.S. bank branches right there. Zero hedge. Thank you so much, Vince. I thought I had it up. I guess I didn't. I might have pulled it to the side. But yeah, so, right here. Yeah, and there's maybe more than that because I saw a few different things about banks and closing. Big banks such as PNC and JP Morgan have filed to close several branch offices in multiple states amid a troubling pattern of rising branch shutdowns in recent years. Okay. Between November 12th and 18th, several banks. Now, this isn't between a six day period. Several banks filed to close branch locations with PNC with the most violence, according to the data from the U.S. Office of Comptroller of Currency. Pittsburgh Bank's PNC Bank filed for 19 branch closures, five in Pennsylvania, four in Illinois, three in Texas, two each in Alabama, New Jersey, and one in Indiana, Ohio, and Florida. J.P. Morgan Chase followed closely with 18 filings three in Ohio, two in each Connecticut and South Carolina, and one in 11 states, including New York, Illinois, Florida, and Massachusetts. Citizens Bank came in third with eight branches, Bank of America with five, Citibank filed two, and altogether, banks filed to shut down 64 branches. Recent closures are a part of long-term branch shutdown trend that has been ongoing over the past several years. A report from the National Community Reinvestment Coalition shows that between 2017 to 2021%, 9% of all bank branches shut down. According to the data from S&P, there were 3,012 branch closures last year and 958 branch openings, leading to a net closure of 2,054 branches. So wow. this, this year specifically, okay? Yeah. We've seen, what, nine banks go belly up. We have many more that are following suit. A lot of smaller banks around the country, uh, savings and loans banks, state banks, these types of things are going belly up. 
Why is that? Number one is because during 2019 to 2020, inflation rates increased, which increased the interest rates, which basically made the bonds that the banks bought between 2017 to 2019 absolute junk and garbage because they weren't earning money on them and they couldn't sell them back to the market to basically get liquidity or capital. Okay, that's why a lot of banks in the beginning of this year crashed. What we're seeing is a lot of those banks have those bad assets still on the books, but the Federal Reserve came out and pumped trillions and trillions of dollars, gave them $17 trillion to just reach into and pull out of liquidity to basically compensate for the bad bonds that they had bought. And now they're reinvesting that liquidity into the new bonds. So think about this logic for a fucking minute. Okay, the banks go out there, they buy the bonds, which is the debt that allows the government to go out there and spend money. So that's the printed money that the U.S. government goes out there, which increases inflation. Inflation increases, interest rates rise. Interest rates rise, that means the interest on a bond pays you more money to hold onto that bond. But that means that the older bonds that are holding on to five years or 10 years for maturity are now worthless because if you're a bank, financial institution and you need liquidity and you need to sell that back to the market to get liquidity. You can't do that anymore because these other bonds are worth more money and people rather go to the market and buy them. Why am I going to buy a bond from Vince at 0.9% interest when I can go buy a 10 year treasury that's going to pay me 5.8%. It's dumb. Well, that's exactly what happened. Inflation rates increased. Interest rates increased. Those bonds basically became worthless. So the Federal Reserve goes out there, the same one that's issuing the money to the United States of America as debt, and says, hey, here's $17 trillion of non-printed money that's not in circulation. You can pull from this. So the banks go and pull from those trillion dollars to buy more bonds at 5.8% interest which you, the taxpayer, have to pay back. And then they take that trillion dollars and they go, hey, here's a mortgage, here's a personal loan, here's a commercial loan. Go start up that business, go do this. Oh, you know what? We're going to pay you your 0.1% on your savings account. That's what they do, people. It is criminal. It's such a scam. (laughs) It's such a scam, dude. It's really ridiculous. It, it, It is an absolute scam. And we can blame the Rothschilds for that. Who own Israel, by the way? All right. I don't even know where to begin. I've been on a tirade since we began. Biggest UK <laughs> supermarket reducing package size by 24%. Uh, kind of surprised the price stayed the same instead of going up. So you have Joe Biden. Oh, Joe Biden today. Incomes and yeah. wages are going up and inflation is down 65%. Inflation is down 65%. Are you just looking at oil and gas prices? Like, where the hell are you getting inflation is down 65%? I went to the grocery store. I got two bags of groceries and that cost me $100. And I didn't even buy that much. The price of goods and services has not come down for shit. They'll be like, well, that's the, that's the producers. That's the price gouging. It's not the price. The cost of raw materials is still incredibly high. The cost of shipping and transportation is still high. Oil prices are still what a dollar 50 above what they were when Donald Trump was in office. Okay. So what are they doing? Uh, Yeah. At least probably more. Probably more. Well, actually the I'll, I'll admit gas prices are 250 a gallon here, 250 to 60 a gallon here. So 60 bucks to fill up my tank, which is not bad. It's like okay, almost five here. Yeah. So it's not bad, but it's not great. And under Donald Trump, it was 40 bucks to fill my tank. Right. 
But yeah, in the UK, supermarkets are reducing the packaging size. Well, guess what? Your supermarkets are doing that as well. Go into your supermarket. Whenever you're at Walmart grocery store, I don't care where you're at. What you look at is you look at what is the price per net weight, okay? What is the price per net weight? If Walmart yeah. has it usually listed, and what they'll do is they'll they'll like sale, buy this one right here. It's bigger, yeah. but it's more price more per ounce. And you got to be very, very careful. But if you're buying something, shop, go on Amazon in the stores. And I was talking about this the other day. It's not a conspiracy theory. It is what? a conspiracy theory. But yeah, they make sure that you cannot connect to your cell phone oh, yeah. uh, in the stores. But oh, we'll talk about the, the iPhone update. Remind me about that. But tonight, basically, yeah, we'll talk about it here in a minute. But basically, what's happening, people, is they're reducing the size, the amount and quantity inside of the containers and charging the same price that they were charging a year ago. So the price has not come down. But Joe Biden's like, inflation is down 65%. The fuck it is. Just because you guys are manipulating the numbers doesn't mean we believe that garbage. Yeah. And that's why all the millennials are buying houses too, because houses are 60% cheaper too. This is wonderful. Wow. What a time to be alive. Housing prices are coming down, but that's coming down because- A in, little bit. Some because places, interest but... rates went up. Interest rates go up. Prices have to come down to match the market demand. People are still holding people. It's still holding. People are selling high still or above market in some places. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. I don't know what's going to happen there, but yikes. What was that, Joe? I couldn't hear you. What'd you say, Joe? Joe, what, what the hell did you just say, Joe? What was that? And wages for working families have gone up while inflation has come down 65%. You know why? You want to know why wages have gone up, Vince? To keep up with inflation. Otherwise, we'd be really not making any money. And take two to three fucking jobs to keep up with inflation. Yeah. Wages so a family normally making $40 an hour for 40 hours a week per household. Now mom has to go out there and take a part-time job making $20 an hour for another 20 hours a week. And so that wage has went up. Yeah, they have to, I mean, they have to give raises. It's a big disaster, dude. They, I mean, uh, I don't think that people aren't making as enough extra money compared to prior years. It's not surpassing the amount of inflation's costing. Let's see, let's listen to what Joe Biden has to say. Well, this past week, as Americans gathered around their own kitchen tables for Thanksgiving dinner, that was our goal, <clears throat> to give them a little more breathing room. And together, we made progress. You know, uh, from Turkey to air travel to tank of gas, costs went down. They went down. Now, if people making a lot of money, that doesn't matter a whole lot because the costs are relatively small compared to wealthy incomes. In fact, as a share of earnings this Thanksgiving, dinner was the fourth cheapest ever on record. I want you all to know that. <laughs> fourth cheapest ever on record? How long have they been keeping a fucking record? Like three years? <laughs> Even then, I think that's wrong. Dude, and then he chuckles. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's wrong. I mean, we can probably go back to the records of 1829 and find a pretty damn cheap Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, I'm okay. pretty sure the first Thanksgiving dinner was probably, like, pretty cheap. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the first uh, Thanksgiving was incredibly cheap. So, Green uh, <laughs> Jean-Pierre got triggered by Ducey. Let's listen to it. 
So many so lies. Why do you think it is that when you say the economy is improving and President Biden says the economy is improving, that a majority of Americans outside of this building are not buying it? So here's the thing. When we walked into this administration, the economy was on a tailspin. A tailspin. That is the fact. Because of the last administration, because of the Trump administration, because of how they dealt with, uh, with, dealt with COVID and the pandemic, because they didn't have a comprehensive plan. The president came in, he passed the American Rescue Plan, which was able to get the economy back on its feet, which was able to open up small businesses. Small businesses were able to open up. Schools were able to open up. And we understand what Americans have been feeling over the last two, three years. It's going to take some time. We get that. It's going to take some time. But it does not take away how we have seen the economy getting back on its feet. We actually had to fix the problem that we saw that the last administration left us. Fix wait. Fix the problem the last minute. You know, Vince, I don't remember I don't know about you. But I remember. Okay? It was kind of like Donald Trump's economy after COVID was very similar to election night 2020, where you kind of had the sharp V upwards, right? Biden had the sharp V upwards in votes in the middle of the night and Donald Trump's economy had a sinkage in March and then a skyrocket back up called a V-shaped recovery. Uh, because I remember specifically before Joe Biden took over, we had $1.80, $1.70 gas prices. Uh, food prices were at all-time lows. We were energy independent. We had a, a skyrocketing economy. The markets were doing super great. Yes. And Joe Biden, within three months, destroyed all of that. 17 yep. executive orders destroyed all of that. Yep. <clears throat> Pretty quickly. And they just lie, 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 and they get away with it. I mean, well, I no one's really believing them, but how are they still in office? How are these people still allowed? I don't get it. Well, how, how about this one? Education Secretary Miguel Cardona. I yeah. think it was President Reagan who said, we're from the government. We're here to help. This guy. Let's, let, let's listen to this. Let's listen to this. Because I'm going to tell you the real quote here in a second. You know, we're going to set up follow-up calls with every governor we met with to make sure we're available. Um, as uh, I think it was President Reagan said, we're from the government. We're here to help. Um, there's, See, people are laughing, but he's not. People are laughing because they know the real quote. Yeah. The actual quote from President Reagan, the nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government. I'm here to help. And he's honestly like, I'm literally from the government and here's how we're going to help you guys. Yep. And here's a quote. He's such an ignorant politician, dude. Unbelievable. Well, and, and, and what do politicians think of you? How about in Ireland? Ireland is going through radical transformation. I'm waiting for the rise of the IRA to come back. But listen to this shit. When you think about it, all law, all legislation is about the restriction of freedom. That's exactly what we're doing here is we are restricting freedom, but we're doing it for the common good. Be fucking warned. All legislation is about restricting freedom and that's exactly what we're doing we're restricting freedom but we're doing it for the common good equity if you will those who wish for security and freedom 
shall have neither. And something like that, Ben Franklin said. Hold on. Trying to remember. I can find it. I'll find it real quick. I'm a fast typer. Cool. Ben Franklin. Uh, those who sacrifice a little freedom today for a little safety tomorrow deserve neither freedom nor safety and will have neither. True, Ben. That, that's the truth right there. Thank, thank you, good old Ben. So Elon Musk is in Israel. Yeah, that's something, huh? Yep, and uh, he wants to rebuild Gaza. You know, it's interesting because uh, Israel wants to go in and control Gaza now. And uh, you know what I've been thinking about this whole time when we're watching the absolute decimation of Gaza? What? Maui, Acapulco. Yeah. 15-minute yeah. cities. Oh, yeah. That, guys, it's nothing more than the elim elimination of current infrastructure on the ground. Get rid of it, move it out of the way, and let's rebuild. That's what this is all about. That's what all war is going to be about for the next five to ten years. They could put a lot of 15-minute cities in that area. Yeah. Gosh. Maybe, man. And, and there's a lot of stuff out there about January 6th. A lot of the footage has yeah. been released. We saw AOC. Remember AOC was saying, like, I was terrified. I feared for my life. I was hiding in the bathroom. There's a phone where there's a video where she's on her cell phone in the hall and people are walking by her and she's like waving and stuff. Really? Oh, yeah. Like just absolute fucking absurdity. There's wow. videos of Capitol Police uncuffing people, fist bumping them, letting them go back yeah, out yeah. because it was all secret agents. Seen that. Dude, it was one big fucking scam. Absolutely. And it's all out there, and yet they still push the same fake narrative that they always have. Like, it's not out there. Yeah. Yep. Yep, listen to this. Uh, this is uh, Peter Sanange. And uh, I'm going to try to get him on. I think we should get him on as a guest. I'm connected with him. But listen to Peter Sinanche. It turns out Argentina was not the only shock election last week. In the Netherlands, the right populace scored another victory, shocking the establishment by winning the largest number of votes in nationwide elections. Will the Dutch be picking up Javier Malay-style chainsaws? This is part of a much larger movement where voters are rejecting across the West the center-left elite that's currently running our countries off a cliff, both socially and economically. So first, what happened in the Netherlands? In elections last week, the right populist party for freedom won by far the most seats in parliament, making it the country's largest party. The left media focused on their immigration stance. They want more quality control, as do many people in Europe, and their hostility to the totalitarian bureaucrats in the EU, which they would like Holland to exit. But what translated those stances into a winning coalition was economic mismanagement. Rising energy prices and climate mandates that could wipe out Dutch farmers crystallized regular Dutch who feel they're neglected, that their government isn't serving them anymore, that it's actually attacking them instead. Indeed, in the face of farmers passionately protesting to preserve their communities and livelihoods, the ruling socialists denounced the protesters as, quote, rude, unacceptable, and absolute disgrace, and then shot them with water cannons. Okay. I, I, I want to point out a trend that we're seeing here. So the Netherlands are have voted in right, and they're winning. 
Argentina mm-hmm. voted in Mili, the right, they're winning, right? And this is all hinging upon various different types of regulations and constraints that are coming down through the World Economic Forum, through the EU, and these patterns, uh, the restricting of the farmers. Well, guess what? They're fighting back with their votes, and they're actually winning. Yes. Why can't they steal elections? Something's wrong with their cheating mechanism. Something's wrong with their cheating mechanism. You want to know what they, you know what's wrong with the cheating mechanism? I think probably what happened with the scorecard and and whatnot. This is what I think's wrong with the cheating know. mechanism. Is the cheating mechanism only works? Okay, it doesn't matter if you're pumping in fake ballots, mailing them in, or if you're doing it digitally through satellites or whatnot. The cheating method only works when you have a variability between the two sides. When you have 50 or 60, 40 or 30, 70 or 50, 50, that's the only time that it works is this bell curve threshold where 50% is that top or that best part of cheating is you can win right there. Right. And yeah. as you get into that 30, as you get into like that 40% range, it no longer works. And see, this is the thing is these countries are winning these elections, not because they're not cheating. They are, but because there's so many people that they push to the right. That they can't even cheat and win. Imagine what's going to happen here in 2024. I bet people are just like, all right, let's all just vote Trump to see what happens. Is this all bullshit? Are these conspiracy theorists right? Let's all just vote Trump. He was great. Let's just do it again. I'm not going to tell anybody. Yeah. You have anti-Trumpers everywhere. Anti-Trumpers everywhere doing what? uh, I'm voting for Trump. Fuck it. Let's just see what happens. Yeah. It's going to be a lot more closeted Trump voters this time around. There absolutely is. And then you have Millie of Argentina. He came out and said, first thing I'm doing, dismantling Argentina Central Bank. Goodbye. Yeah. Awesome. It's now, wild. Argentinian uh, president-elect Javier Milley and Eduardo Verastruzzi signed an agreement to eradicate all tra- human trafficking in Argentina. And guess what they're going to do? They're going to go through with the military, and they're just going to clear shit out that's wild isn't it yep and, and, not only and that, we're all we're all like the social justice warriors like yeah you know yep. they don't give a they don't care about this stuff really guys it's not about humanity for these people all right who's happy about this except i'm happy i'm glad this should happen in every country where are the activists celebrating they're fake they are so this is interesting. So Derek Chauvin, right, what about a week and a half ago comes out. Derek Chauvin, if you guys don't remember, he's the Minneapolis pr- uh, police officer who apparently, quote, unquote, killed George Floyd, um, sentenced to prison. He tried to have the ruling overturned because of the new evidence that came out with George Floyd's diet of fentanyl. Okay? Yep. He was stabbed in prison. I heard. A week after he tries to get out, he's stabbed in prison. 
trying to tie up loose ends trying to tie up loose ends he was supposed to die people and here's the thing is he wants out of jail and he's going to say anything and do anything to get out of jail and that means even throw the minneapolis police department under the bus throw maria santa maria under the bus throw the money laundering scheme all the radical um unit 910 islamic cells that are in minnesota Throw them under the bus because you got to remember they were running a money laundering scheme and a gun running scheme. That's what George Floyd knew. And he was using counterfeit money at the grocery store, which would have called in the feds. They couldn't allow that type of exposure. And they killed him. Most likely Derek Chauvin put a fentanyl patch on his neck and OD'd him and killed him. Okay. Now they're trying to cover all that up. Well, Derek Chauvin doesn't want to be in jail anymore. So they're going to kill him. They're going to get rid of him. I guarantee he'll probably Derek Chauvin did not kill himself. Watch what happens because he got stabbed. Something, something's going to happen. He's going to be gone. They're going to remove him from the picture. People. That seems like their plan, dude. Like eyes are on it though. And they're not releasing too much info. Mm -hmm. It's in process. Uh, and there's tons of ballot law, uh, ballot news and stuff like that. We're kind of like on a, a tight schedule. Trump's lawyer, Trump's lawyers file a motion for discovering the Jack Smith case, demanding documents regarding informants and uncover agents related to January 6th. Yeah, dude. Mm. Interesting. Pretty good. So, yep. either they play ball or they drop the lawsuit. Yep. Trump's attorneys filed a motion to discovery of special counsel Jack Smith's case demanding documents regarding the informants and undercover agents related to January 6th. Please provide all documents regarding informants, cooperators, undercover agents, representatives, and anyone acting in a similar capacity on behalf of or at least behest of the Department of Justice or any law enforcement agency who is present at or within five miles of the United States Capitol on January 6, 2021. Trump's lawyers wrote in the nine page discovery letter. And I guarantee you that this is going to get shot down, but another judge is going to bring in after it's appealed and it's going to make it happen. And we're going to find out who those people were. And we'll know the total numbers. And he's doing that. I told you he's working with Congress on a certain level. Now, do I trust any of them? Fuck no. I don't trust Congress because Congress hasn't done shit for us. But I do believe that Donald Trump loves this country and is working for the betterment of this country. And he's working to win. And I think that if he gets in the office, we're going to have a hell of a lot better time fixing this country with Donald Trump in the presidency than we ever yeah. will with a Democrat. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Trump uh, reveals plans to defend America yeah. with 1795 law. Former President Trump has told American people that nearly six months that he was kept from utilizing the U.S. military to clamp down the destructive BLM riots in the summer of 2020 by forces inside his own government during an Iowa rally in March. However, he told audiences, next time, I'm not waiting, which would be a violation of something known as posse comitatus. Um, he could yeah. utilize National Guard. There's ways to get around it. I don't like that. I, I, I'm in disagreement. It's not wonderful, but part of me wonders, like, what happened? You look at what happened, and Trump gave the authority to the states to make their decisions in good faith. Right. Right. Which is a very they, constitutional they American they thing. They screwed to do. that all up. They all screwed it up. Yep. What would happen right. if he just went full, ty fully tyrannical? But you know what? He I was think like that... a benevolent dictator, essentially. But you know what I think he was Here. saying there? What? I think, he was send, I think he's sending a message. He's going to use two Soros, to the son of a bitches. Okay. He's saying next time that you guys go and organize riots in our cities to create these upheavals, I'm military. bringing in the military motherfuckers. And the military is not going to deal just with them. They're going to deal with you. 
I think that's what he was Bottom saying. Of it. Is military is the only way? Come on and try it. Yeah. So BRICS nations um, are weighing right now of whether to label Israel as a terrorist state. And this, I'm telling you, this this is oh. coming down. There's so much shit happening right now. Um, yeah. Two-day extension agreed for Israeli Hamas truce in Gaza. 11 more hostages freed. The first American hostage released by Hamas. This, this is unbelievable coincidence. I mean... Just unbelievable. I mean, you're not even going to believe this when I tell you. An American hostage has finally been released by the Palestinian militant group Hamas. And she's related, directly related, the granddaughter of one of the buyers of Hunter Biden's art. That's right. Weeks with no diplomatic development, Biden regime and the release of several batches of non-U.S. hostages of Hamas. Four-year-old Israeli-American female Abigail Moore Adan was reportedly among the latest group of 17 hostages released on a Sunday. So she, uh, she is the granddaughter. Okay. And I got to pull this article up. I, I actually posted it on my Twitter so you can go out there and find it. So let's go here, right here. So hold on right here. Okay. I want to, I want to show you because you're not going to believe this shit. So families of American citizens kidnapped by Hamas militants is right here. You have Liz Hirsch Nafatali, the great aunt of three-year-old Abigail Moore Adan, revealed that the little girl's parents were killed in the home on Karzar Aza Kibbutz, right? Now, who's Liz Hirsch Nafatali? Liz Hirsch Nafatali uh, was the buyer. Insider can reveal Elizabeth Hirsch Nafatali, the Los Angeles real estate investor and philanthropist. Hirsch Nafatali is the influential California Democrat circles and significant Democrat donors who was given $13,414 to the Biden campaign and $29,700 to the Democrat Congressional Committee this year. And she's also a purchaser of $185,000 worth of Hunter Biden's art. I mean, how... What are the chances? What are the chances? Dude, what is going on, though? Like, how do we explain this away? I mean, it's not our... There's no American hostages. <clears throat> That's my theory. There's no real American hostages. They're just pulling in the people they know and saying, hey, give us your granddaughter for a little while. We're going to make her famous. Okay, so it is interesting how they are airing all these hostage situations. They're making it intentionally very emotional they show you know oh look at this video of this baby look at this look at that and i'm trying to be careful with everything that i come across um from any angle and it's a really tricky position because it's so easy for somebody to say oh what are you anti uh releasing uh you know like but i feel like it's a huge psyop maybe they're maybe they're not all fake and they're just taking advantage of it and this kind of thing but dude dude the social divide it's one big psyop. Firstly, Israel allowed, let them yeah. in the door and let it happen. The only thing you're telling me they did is they went in there to a few random streets, killed a few civilians at a concert, took some civilians hostage, and then dragged them back to Gaza and held them under hospitals and stuff. That makes no fucking what? sense whatsoever. What are I they mean, asking for, right? If you're Hamas and you got like these these windborne parachute things, you're flying through the Iron Dome and it doesn't fire at you. You get deep inside Israel. You're telling me the only thing you're going to do is 
burn a few cars and, and kill a and few then, people in their houses and, and drag them back to Gaza? And then stop? No, you'd say, okay, everybody stop? come now. Everybody come now. Their you, system's you down. Damn you damn know? well know that the, the fire and rain that's going to come down on you for that event is going to exceed any damage that you just did. So the question is, is what really happened? My theory, sticking to it, is they stole something. They got something. They weren't going after people. That was a distraction. They got something. They hit Israel hard, and Israel is hitting them hard. And all this other shit is nothing more than, than, than public notice to keep people interested in the war, to keep support behind Israel, all the hostage things, probably all made up. I don't know, but that's my theory right now is it's all fucking bullshit. It's all made up just to keep the money flowing, the interest in it, the U.S. warships in the Persian Gulf, in the Med. It's all a psyop because there's something else going on that we don't know about. Israel's scared. They're trying to get back something. They're trying to do something. Or they're just trying to annihilate them and find a reason to. And they're just utilizing this as the purpose. And there's probably not really hostages. I mean, think about it. They, they went, what, 50, 60, 100 miles into Israel. And they're able to carry all those hostages back? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I mean, they had vehicles and stuff, apparently. Yep. But it's... I don't trust any of it, dude. Well... Ireland is a powder keg that's about to blow up. Okay, Ireland yeah. is the people there are pissed. You had uh, illegal immigrants stabbing some children this last weekend. Protests, then yeah. riots broke out. The Irish people oh. are pissed. And I said, you're going to see the uprising of a new type of IRA in Ireland who are going to yeah. begin fighting against their government and taking this shit <laughs> back. I'm telling you, it's coming. We see it. And on the way to America, uh, full of military-aged illegal immigrants captured on video headed to the U.S. border from Mexico. Thousands upon thousands Dude. of them on trains on their way over. Every day there's new videos. It's nuts. Yep. So millions of people. People are like, oh, with, with Elon visiting Hamas, you know, he's like, they're going to go everywhere around the world if you don't destroy palestine or destroy hamas right yeah this is what people are saying and it's like they're already here you know how many people have listened to this new yorker and what he has to say about it this migrants continue to come in we are we are i will say too we're live on air so uh but you know what do you think about what the mayor's doing and what should the president and the white house be doing this is up to us this is up to each and every one of us to stand up. Nobody's coming here for us. Right. We're here for ourselves. If we don't get up and fight for our city, nobody's coming for us. They're coming to destroy it. The reason why they're here is to steal our votes. Right. They're not, we're not going to be able to live. They're stealing our votes, our kids' future, my birthright. Our United States is great city that I refuse to leave. Do you understand? Nobody's coming for us. These elected officials aren't even elected. They're using absentee ballots. They're being selected. What did you think that AOC, um, you know, when she came out and other members of Congress and they had this press conference, what did you think about their comments? They will never be allowed to walk down the streets again. Yes. They have destroyed our city. And New York, especially Queens, All is right, walking let's up. Let's pull away from this. You <laughs> see the anger. Let's pull away from mm. this. Fox is garbage. Soon they will not be able to walk down the streets. 
That dude was pissed. Yes, yeah. you should be. And, and guess what? Coming to yeah. America New Year near you. Yeah. 2024 is going to be off the frigging hook, people. Once springtime hits, it is going to be precipice. They will yeah, not be able think, to walk down the streets, Republicans and Democrats. I'm telling you. I think they're going to do what they can to drown out the real noise, to drown out any anything that might thwart their efforts to deploy their commie agenda. They're going to try to... Uh, overpower it or or create more noise with the uh wars and then like the climate freaks yeah and the alphabet people and the different groups of protesters yeah, they're, they're gonna do a multi-fronted kind of chaotic situation exactly what we were talking about in the beginning here um but here's the thing is i think that good people are going to stand up and start getting pissed off and start fighting back and i think that that's going to be the clash of chaos that you're going to see mm. and that's going to probably cancel the election in my opinion um Cyber group backed by Islamic Republic of Iran attacks Pennsylvania water facility. What have I warned you about here on this show specifically? Why do they need tons upon tons of fentanyl enough to kill every uh, human being in this country a thousand times over? Because they're going to pump it into the water supply people. Russia had been trying to figure out how to do it for decades during the Cold War. Well, guess what? Now with hacking and everything on automated gating, they have the ability to do that. All they need is a delivery man to go pump it into the natural springs to go pump it or into drones. the water supplies. Yeah, or drones. And boom, you're going to wake up one morning and people are going to wake up to drink a glass of water, take a shower, and they're going to be dead in their houses and nobody will know because everybody in their house will be dead because everybody's taking a shower or whatnot. And it's all going to be fentanyl. You'll probably wipe out 50 million Americans in one day just by tainting the water supplies in about 10 different states. Okay. That'd be crazy. I don't want to imagine that. That's absolutely horrific, but I believe that it'll probably happen at some point in time if there's ever a great terrorist event on this planet. And I wouldn't put it past these son of a bitches to do something like that. Yeah, they are moving a ton of fentanyl. Yep. So, guys, I want to put this out there. We just revamped the social red pill. Uh, The social red pill is going through a series of upgrades. We're trying to keep the red pill project alive and keep everything going through the red pill project, the podcast, as well as the social red pill. Uh, If you go into the social red pill, you'll notice that it's cleaned up a lot. There's a lot of groups are gone now. Um, You'll scroll down. You're going to see after show Zoom, Thursday's Q&A, exclusive uh, exclusive content. That's me and Vince on Fridays. We'll do exclusive content that's only for that specific group. Fringe After Dark show. Uh, We used to do Fringe After Dark as a show. We're bringing that back. It'll be published, uh, recorded, and published in this group. So Fringe After Dark. Fringe will be Conversations on the Fringe on Friday. And then after that, uh, we'll be doing a continuation of the show for an hour on zoom and so subscribers get to get on that we have saturday game night sunday movie night uh the crypto mastermind which i was talking about there we have prayer and meditation group that'll be uh, hosted on sundays um and a few other groups that are in there right now and then town hall meetings this is going to be saturdays this is going to be uh very similar to our prepping sessions with people coming in talking about gardening homesteading uh we got self-defense guns all different types of things that are going to come in and be talked about if you guys are interested in joining the social red pill you can go in and go to socialredpill.com you can pick a subscription there's a bronze uh gold silver 
And then there's a triple star, which you just get the crypto mastermind with a triple star. But each one has its own perks. So you can read them in there. And we have the option for annual um, as well as monthly. So annual is my, it's only five bucks a month. So uh, six bucks a month, which is like a half a pack of cigarettes or a cup of coffee. So if you can support us, that is probably one of the best ways to do it. And it helps us stay alive and keep all of that funded and keep all of this funded. So much appreciated everybody who has subscribed. Appreciate it guys so much. And in 30 days, it'll all be on that subscription. You'll still be able to log into your account, but there will be uh, all, all the things will be locked on there. So appreciate that guys. Uh, we're dropping as many red pills as we possibly can because that's what we love doing here. I want to give a shout out to everybody who donated here tonight with the uh, the Battle of the Streams. RPG3573 donated for your ice cream. Thank you so much, RPG. Grismo73 Lemons. Thank you so much, Grismo7. Uh, Grandma5 Revolt, three lemons. Patriotic Pisces, five lemons. Marilou, seven lemons. Thank you so much, Grandma. Patriotic Pisces and Marilou. Grits X Grits, uh, two lemon. Thank uh, you so much. Uh, half the world is night supporter five dollars on rumble thanks for dropping these red pills thank you so much half the world is night don't forget to subscribe much appreciated vader 369 gifted a can thank you guys so much for all of that uh don't forget we do have a few different sponsors out there if you guys are interested in uh pet club which has great products for your pets to keep them healthy uh especially your cats or your dogs check them out as well as you go to redpills.tv you're gonna see everything linked up there we did a little update as well to red pills tv so if you're like what is this social red pill or what is pet club or any of that stuff just go to social red pill uh, or sorry redpill.com red pill redpills.tv sorry redpills.tv scroll down there this right here if you click anywhere in there that'll take you to pet club and so this is actually for humans right here this is an amazing product we've talked about it a few times on the show with kurt and Kristen as well as chris eric's you can just click on the bottle or click order today that'll take you over to pet club so you can check out all their products over there and then if you scroll down one underneath that you're going to have the social red pill pop up there so you can find out all the information right there as well as an email went out to all of our subscribers and then there's other ways to support us all of our shows uh and then my daily naturals as well my daily naturals they're gonna be shipping here in the next few days so please get your orders in with mydailynaturals.com if you're interested in getting that and then uh, I'm going to try to get Jim Price's show uploaded every day. So following this show until Jim Price can get live on the channel, um, his show will follow this one at uh, 10 p.m. Eastern time. So I'm going to get that, try to get that all set up for you guys and get that on next. But uh, we went over time, but that's fine. I had a great time. Hope you guys have a great evening. We're going to come back with you tomorrow with another episode of Red Pill Projects at Daily Dose. Much love, respect. God bless. Take care. Have a great night. See you guys tomorrow. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me I patched the game. <laughs> I, it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's, a, it's collusive. It's, uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And, uh, you know, that's the beginning of communism.